0: Slaying of doubt is a vision from God to empower black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to walk into their God-given purpose. I use my platform to inspire, encourage, and uplift. I will also use my platform and my voice to take a stand and encourage action at this critical time. I stand with other podcasters so that we can combine our voices to take a stance against racism and police brutality. Enough is enough. There are several ways that you can get involved and use your voice. I'll make sure I put that information in the show notes you're listening to the slaying self-doubt podcast where we empower black women to overcome their fears doubts and insecurities in order to give birth to their god-given purpose join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone i'm felicia wallace and together we will find our fears and slay them Lawan Moses is the founder and CEO of Wanmo LLC. She's a personal success strategist with a consulting firm that provides coaching services to busy working moms. Lawan is the creator and host of More Than a Mother podcast, where through tips, inspirational stories, and interviews with industry experts, she helps moms pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying self Podcast. I am here with LaWan Moses. She is the founder of Juan Mo LLC. Welcome, Lawan. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Hey, Felicia. Thank you for having me here today.
0: Oh, you are welcome. I am really excited um, to have you on for multiple reasons because I, I love your podcast. Um, so if you guys haven't hear, heard it before, I will we will talk about it at the top now. Um she has a podcast called more than a mother. And I think that it really does. um, It shows all the areas of us. I think sometimes as moms, we tend to just think we're just a mother. (laughs)
1: right um and
0: so um i love the way it just highlights all the 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 variety of types of moms ways moms can grow things that we need to focus on that sometimes we don't even think that we need to focus on and we just kind of let you know push to the back burner or whatever have you but we'll get to that later um so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started
1: Hello, everybody. So my name is LaJuan Moses, as Felicia said, and I am so happy to be here today. I am a wife, I'm a mom, and I'm just really out here living my dreams and goals. But for me, it wasn't always that way. So I'm going to take you back so that we can go forward. And we're going to rewind back to my senior year in high school when I was just about to graduate and I found out I was pregnant. So I had plans to go away to college. I had been Accepted to colleges all around the country. And then you know how you make those vacation plans and things of that nature, and then something happens and everything gets canceled? Yes. Yeah. So that's how I felt. I was this carefree teenager. I had no responsibilities. And then all of a sudden, I was going to be somebody's mother in a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really like the beginning of my journey that put me on this path today. Cause I mean, I went. I was really privileged, as they say, growing up. So I didn't really have to worry about working and taking care of things. So having to get a job, being responsible for a life, and really starting to struggle—that was just like all new to me. Yeah. And so my first years after becoming a teen mom, I mean, it was really my the hardest because I still went to college. I went to a local college, but. I wasn't doing well because I'm showing up in these college classes and feeling like, okay, I can't relate to any of these people here. Right? They yeah. all worried about going out, partying, and having fun. <laughs> here I am showing up to class. Yeah. And I got to go work and then go take care of somebody. So I really struggled through college and I wound up failing out of the university that I was in. I mean, I struggled with bills, with life in general. But at the same time, I felt like because I was always that role model, that example that people looked up to, that I was good with keeping up appearances. So mm. I don't know if y'all familiar with that, but where you're keeping up with appearances, where you're smiling on the outside, telling people, oh, everything yeah. is fine. I'm good. I got this. We cool. But on the inside, you just feel empty and torn.
0: Yeah. And wearing the- that mask.
1: Right. Wearing that mask. So yeah. So from there, I just started to like sleep all the time. Mm. And I never, I didn't know it at the time. I came to know it later that it was depression. Yeah. But I would sleep all the time. So my son, he was really good. Like I, he would always let mommy sleep, as I call it. But it was like, what was I really teaching him? And what was I showing him? And I mean, I really felt like a failure, a disappointment and all to my whole family. So I remember, and I tell this story. I have a book also, which we can talk about later. But I tell it in my book. I've told it on my podcast. Where on this one day, I decided like, I'll, my son will be better without me. My son's father at the time would be better without my parents, everybody they wouldn't have to look at this disappointment that I felt I was, and I really planned to end my life. Oh, wow. And so I dropped my son off at daycare with plans to like never see him again. And I went back to my apartment and I was really like considering just ending it all. But I fell asleep on the couch. And I still get chills when I tell the story. No Ooh. matter how many times I write it, no matter how many times I tell it, I mean, I'm telling it with ease right now because yes. I've told it so many times. But I still get the goosebumps and the chills when I tell. I got the goosebumps story.
0: with you. You telling me, and I'm a visual person, so I'm like, I can. It's like I can see it. Like I'm and just it, like what? Right.
1: And that's the thing because I always feel like it was so defining that I can describe to people what was happening. What the scene was like, it was dark. I can still feel the atmosphere because that's how real it was. Yeah. So when I got back, like my apartment was dark and I laid down on the couch and I fell asleep. And while I was asleep, all I remember is my son popping up in my dream and his words were, mommy, don't go. I need you. Wow. So when I heard those words, I jumped up, you know, because I know I'm by myself. So I jumped up out of sleep. I'm looking around like, okay, one, he can't tell me that because he's too young. Right. And then two, I knew I had dropped him off at daycare. But all I kept hearing was, mommy, don't go. I need you. And I just kept replaying in my mind. And as I sat there thinking about it, I was like, okay, so that was God because I'm a God girl. Yes,
0: yes. And to
1: me, that was God just letting me know that. No matter what I had done, I had this little boy and he needed me. Yeah. So I may have felt like I failed. I may have felt like I wasn't doing a good enough job. I couldn't provide things of that nature. I was struggling. But at the end of the day, I was this little boy's world. Yeah. So if I couldn't do anything for myself, I needed to look at him and find the motivation to do it for him and to make it and achieve success. So that's where I just developed this mindset where I was going to be more than a statistic. And yes. I mean I knew that from the beginning, but mm-hmm. I didn't really walk in it until that day. So it was like no matter what flaws and all, he was gonna love me. And it's like I'm gonna be more than a statistic. So I wound up going back to school.
0: Yes.
1: At a different college. Took me uh seven years altogether to get my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And then I turned around and got my master's degree. So that because I knew that to me, education was one thing that you can get and nobody can ever take it from you. Yeah. So I wasn't gonna let me being a teen mom on social services, public assistance, struggling, stopped me from getting this goal of education I've always had because I always wanted that opportunity. Yeah. If something happened, I don't have to be stuck anywhere. Yeah. So that really laid the foundation to put me on the path that I'm on today. And I mean, it just through a series of life events that continued to happen. It just Mm -hmm. built up this character, this perseverance, things inside of me that have put me on the path to where I can now say, I'm more than a mother and help other mothers become more than mothers.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that because as you were telling it, I just was like, you know, I think a lot of times when we tell our stories, people assume one thing when they see people. And like you said, wearing that mask and people not really knowing where people come from and the struggles that they've had or how they even got to where they are. And I think that's one of the things that I, every day that I, you know, do this podcast or I'm, people are sharing their stories with me, I'm always grateful because I'm just like, this whole idea of um, slaying yourself down and you know just being a better version, like in order for you to do that, th- that part that you just did, that's the key. Like if you can't tell the truth about yourself and how you got here, and really be able to like own your story. That, that's, that's where the freedom is, right? Because nobody, everybody goes through something, everybody's story is different. But when you get to the point that you can say, like you say, like, you still get chills. It's not that it doesn't make you feel some type of way, because you think to yourself, like, sometimes we think to ourselves, like in this person we are today, like, dang, did I really do that? Or did I really contemplate that? Or did, was I really that, you know, whatever the case may be. And so, but you, that allows you to be grateful for where you are, right? It allows you to be grateful that God woke you up in the middle of that and said, not today, sis. Basically, that's what he was saying, you know? Exactly. And, um, do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the Slaying Self Doll family today at www.FeliciaWallace.com. That's www.philiciawallace.com. So I definitely, I definitely thank you for sharing that with me with us. I'm like me, but you just you're talking to me right now. But <laughs> <laughs> so as you, you know, got on this journey, even being a, a you know, um, team mom and like making all the decisions that you had to make um, all the way up until this point, how has self-doubt showed up in your journey?
1: Well, girl, self-doubt was all around me. And I mean, I think self-doubt is something that we always struggle with. We just learn how to cope with it and Absolutely. deal with it so it doesn't consume us. Yeah. So I mean, back then- Oh, it
0: does, because that joint be yeah. consuming me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it does. The idea is to get to a point where it doesn't consume you. Right. Like, where you check yourself, where God showed up in my dream and said, not today. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the path I'm on right now to where I start doubting myself. And I allow myself to have that moment. Yeah. I'm like, uh-uh, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. But to answer your question, like with self-doubt, I mean, here I was, like I said, this young girl with this baby. Of course, I'm doubting myself. Mm-hmm. Am I going to raise him the right way? Am I going to set the right example, the right schools? Like I'm a child. I don't know how to do be anybody's mother, but
0: yeah.
1: I'm trusted with this life. And I mean, thankfully I had a great support system and his father, who's now my husband. We made our way through all our mess to get to this point. But I oh, mean, so. the doubt is always just, in your mind like am i doing a good enough job as a mother am i doing a good enough job as a person and i I mean it really has you questioning your character and things of that nature but i'll say that going through the different experiences and when i start to doubt myself i'm able to prove that that doubt is a lie and i think that's where i found my power in saying that okay this doubt this imposter syndrome whatever i'm feeling it's just a lie i'm telling myself and why Am I believing this lie? Yeah. So I think when we start to question the doubt and start to question the things we tell ourselves and we flip that perspective so that we're not seeing the negative, the doubt, we're seeing the other side of it, yeah. then that's when we kind of start to just try to change our mindset. Because to me, mindset plays a whole lot. And if you allow yourself to live in doubt, you're going to stay in doubt. Yeah. So you just have to kind of flip that switch to kind of see, okay, I'm going through this situation, but what am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. Once you learn that lesson, I feel you're able to move on.
0: Yeah, I think that that's um, very good that you said, like, being able to see that that self-doubt is alive, because that's exactly what it is. I listened to this song. I can't even remember the name of it. If I find it, I'll put it in the show notes, but I know the name of it. I just don't know the uh, artist, um, but it's called Fear is a Liar, um, and it's a worship song that I listen to often, and it's really, like, there's a part where he says, when he tells you, you're not good enough. When he tells you, you can't, something like, and it's just a reminder you, fear is a liar. That's basically what the song is about. And I, you know, I listen to it because I do fall into that. Um, usually it's when I'm trying something new or starting something that is like causing me to like level up or, yes. um, you know, just something that's gonna stretch me right I think that when we start to get to places where um you're uncomfortable with God is saying okay now it's time for you to go do this those are the times when we wonder to ourselves like "Am, am I capable of being able to do those things and like you said like realize like once you go through it and you realize if I've already done this or he's already gotten me through that I should be able to handle anything that comes my way right
1: right and I feel like it's that when you brought up fear, it's like that unknown part. Cause I'm like you, when something comes up and I have never wandered on that territory before Child. or done it before, <laughs> that is when I feel my strongest doubt. But I'm glad that I've learned over the years to kind of not sit in that place and let it consume me. Yeah. But it still comes up. It's just like, okay, can I really do this? Am I capable of doing this? What is this gonna look like? Is yeah. it gonna work? Like you start to ask yourself those questions. And it's like, you know, deep down inside that you have all the skills, you have all the knowledge, you know what you're doing, but that doubt is going to creep up. And I think it's just that fear of that unknown to where we want to be like, if you're like me, you have control issues that you're still trying to deal with.
0: Yes, you're like (laughs) me, too.
1: (laughs) So you want to have control over everything. You want to know how. A, B, and C is going to work together to make D. Yes. But it's like God is saying, I'm not, I ain't put you in a place to where you got to know what A, B, and C going to do. I just need you to do A and let me worry about the rest. And I think that's where we struggle with that unknown and that doubt because we want to know how it's going to work from beginning to end. Yeah. But that's not our purpose to
0: do that. You're absolutely right about that. You know, you just you just gave me a whole word today, so I need to. <laughs> I always tell my, I, you know, I I posted this a couple of times where I say it's not your job to do God's job, and it's it is like I have to tell myself that often because. I, I do have control issues. (laughs) I really, I'd be wanting to like, well, if I just do it this way, then maybe it'll turn out. And it's just like, girl, you just need to stop trying because he just going, he going to, he is going to stop. And I just be like, you know what, just get out the way, let him do whatever he's supposed to do. Because it's, is I noticed that when I allow him to do the things and I don't live in that fear and I don't live in that doubt things just happen a whole lot more smoothly. They you know, it's just like, you kind of glide through it. You're like, oh, I guess that wasn't that bad. Um, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's a- it, it, it I I can do it on some things. I think, again, the stuff that you're comfortable with is, is other things, but it's a journey, right? So right. like one time you may feel like, okay, the next time you're like, wait a minute, let, let me try to figure this out. But, you know.
1: Right, and like but- you said, we're doing it on some things. But the thing I've found is that, it's those things that we don't want to do it on that we get pushed extra hard to where we have to do it. Because yeah. God is like, no, I need you to surrender completely. Yes. And yes. I'm like you, I want to hold on. I post the, I want I need to get out my own way. And I told yes. you, get out your own way. But how many times do we step back in our own way because we want to hold on to a piece of it or we not quite sure? But it's like when you reach that point of ultimate surrender, I mean it yeah. goes back to that freedom you talked about earlier. And that's one thing I found that when I'm able to say, you know what? The situation may not be what I want it to be. It may look different. But when I see the positive in the situation and I surrender all the rest and surrender everything, then you have that freedom and you're not carrying that heavy load or feeling those mix of emotions that you would feel when you tend to hold on to things.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before?
1: During this journey, I have learned that I have... Someone has told me that they call it amazing coping skills. And mm. I've never heard it that way before. It's like one person that I always connect with whenever I'm telling a story or sharing things that happen to me and how I just bounce back and keep mm. doing things. The person keeps telling me, you have amazing coping skills. I'm like, wow, I never thought about that. But I really think that having my son at a young age, it really built that character in me
0: yeah. and that
1: perseverance and that, that determination to succeed because I was still going to reach my goals. I was still going to get to my destination. I may have had to make a few U-turns, you know, stop, yeah. yield, all those kind of things. But I knew that I was going to be successful. So I feel in having him, it really built a lot of character and mm-hmm. showed me how to persevere as People say, like resiliency and being buoyant. So where you're able to bounce back from things, where you're able to just keep pushing no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I just think about the different challenges I've faced in life over the years, up until my most recent episode back in uh the end of last year, to where I was laid up in the hospital for five days and wound up being diagnosed with MS. Like I oh, could have wow. let that. Yes. <laughs> so that's the whole that's a whole nother that's story. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean that is, and it's a key component to the story, and yeah. I'll touch on it briefly because on Halloween, well, I was having these series of episodes after I went to Atlanta for a conference, and mm. I was like speaking for the first time. When I came back for a week, I had like a series of dizzy spells, and it was just getting worse, things of that nature. And on Halloween, I wound up I was out of work because I went to my doctor. And I wound up waking up from a nap, and I had no feeling on the left-hand side of my body. What? Like, I couldn't feel anything. And I went to go down the steps, and my leg wasn't coming with me. And wow. I just couldn't figure out what was going on. So we wound up calling the ambulance, get to the hospital. They're immediately thinking it's like a stroke alert or things yeah. of that nature because yeah. I was losing more and more mobility and function. And it just wound up coming down to it after being in the hospital for five days and thinking back on an issue I had with my eye a couple years ago and then doing the different scans and everything, it wound up being a diagnosis of MS. So wow. there's another story I learned to tell because I've told it so much. Yeah. But that happened in October of last year. So just to fast forward through that time, I couldn't drive. I couldn't really function because I had to get back the mobility on my left-hand side. Yeah. I was getting migraines, things of that nature. And so this was from October to January, and I didn't start driving again until February. But during that time, I was forced to be myself.
0: Mm. And so that's where
1: I tell people that's where the more than a mother came from. Because in that time, it was like, I can't be a mother. I can't be a wife. I can't be anything but Lawan.
0: Yeah. So all
1: the things I had been working through 40 years, everything that was going on, the things that I were learning – it all came to that point and it clicked in my head, I think around Christmas time, like you're more than a mother. And that's where the label came and the overhead title of everything I've been trying to do came from. Because at that time it's was like, I had to remember I'm LaJuan, I need to take care of myself yeah. as much as I was, I still was a lot I wasn't doing. Yeah. So that's just really where I was forced to sit with myself and just kind of learn these things. And it came to the point where, okay, you were LaJuan first. So you need to get back to being LaJuan yeah. through the years, through the journey, through the steps, it was like, all of this led to the fact that I'm more than somebody's mother. I need to take care of myself, go after my dreams and goals. And that's really been an overdrive since that point.
0: Thank you for tuning in every week. Your support does not go unnoticed. If you truly love this podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review. That is oh wow, it's so I always tell people it's so amazing how sometimes um, and you hear people say it often that like out of your toughest storms, like great things are, are built or born or birth, I'm trying to think of the right b word right. I think it's birth, right? <laughs> uh, um and it's it's amazing because we all have some type of something that happened to us, and then this thing comes up and you're like, I have no idea where it came from. I have no idea how I even got here. I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't on this path, but you know, God just, kind of shows us like this is this is where I need you to go and uh, and because uh because I need you to go here you have to take these steps and you have to go through something so that your life your struggle your your, um whatever it is that you went through is a a testimony of me and what it is that I, I want you to do for other people right so um wow, you know, I'm i have definitely, again, here you go. Like when you hear people tell their story, it's just like, I, you, you know, you think you know, but then you don't know. And then when you hear people's story, it just makes you right. like- it, it it makes you see people in a different light. It makes you see them as human. And sometimes we don't necessarily, that's not the first thing that we think of, right? We should, but a lot of times people don't think that people actually have anything that they go through or they just make assumptions that everything's all good,
1: you know? So you've said- Yeah, it. yeah. and I think that this- I was going to say, I think that has to do a lot with this social media era that we live in, where everybody's posting their best pictures, their crafted, whatever, that millisecond of a moment where everybody looks good and everything is in order. I mean, we look at what people put out there, and then we start to compare ourselves, and that's another area where doubt creeps in, because we're looking at other people's social media, their kids all posted up, matching, all kind of things. Everybody looks so great, everything looks in order. But I like to tell people, you don't know what happened before that picture was taken. You don't know Absolutely. what that person's life is like. You're just getting what they show you. I mean, and even people that you meet in the street, they could be the nicest person to you, but yeah. then be causing all kind of mess at home. And it's just that's where we also allow that doubt to creep in because we're comparing ourselves and seeing what people show us yeah instead of like realizing as you said everyone is human mm-hmm. no matter if you got all the money you appear that you have it all together as i say everyone has a story that put yeah. them to where they are today
0: absolutely i um posted something a while ago from uh, pastor stephen Ferdick from elevation church said that the reason we struggle with insecurities because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel because that's right. all you're seeing. You don't see that it took somebody 37 pictures to get that one good picture, right? You right. don't see whatever it is they needed to do to get their family to look great that day. Who just had spazzed out? Who just had an argument? Who just was not speaking to each other? But they take this picture real quick, and then you're like, oh, they look so perfect. That person looks goals. so perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, exactly. And it's like you have to be intentional about not using that to put yourself down right or to put right. yourself in a place where you like i must not be doing something right because they're doing this and i'm still here right
1: because right. <laughs> that's
0: what we do we just be like i'm I, I must not be doing something right so you said it a couple of times what does it mean to be more than a mother
1: okay so to me being more than a mother what I'm on is a path to help moms pursue their dreams and be great moms at the same time. So being more than a mother is not taking anything away from your role as a mother or Mm. from motherhood, but instead you're stepping outside of that mother identity Mm. because so many mothers and so many of us sure listening or even speaking right now where we just get so consumed in the lives of our kids, in the lives of our family that we're doing everything for everybody and then here we are at the bottom of the to-do list or we're not even on our to-do list. Yeah. So we're making sure everyone else has their needs met, they're getting to their activities, they're in this, they're in that, but we're just sitting here doing nothing and all of a sudden we feel like we're miserable. We may be lashing out at kids, lashing out at spouses, significant others. And really it's because deep down, we're not doing anything to fulfill ourselves. Yeah. So because we're not doing that, we're looking at everyone else's lives being fulfilled and kind of start forming that resentment. And that's what I call it, going through another life experience, just back when I first started on this self-discovery personal development journey. Mm -hmm. I was really in like a bitter, like resentful place. And it was as a result of having to do like a lot of self-work that I realized that certain life experiences happened to me and I kind of buried them and I just kept trudging along and I helped my uh, kids and everything just to keep on going. But I really just was in that just resentful place. Mm. And it's like, I was looking for other people, outside sources kind of to make me happy, yeah. feel fulfilled and everything. And then it was like, no, Lawan, okay, check yourself. You got to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else. Yeah. And, and No, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's just where more than a mother kind of came from. And I didn't have the phrase to call it more than a mother all these years, but it was just putting that effort in of I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to pursue my dreams, pursue my goals, go after the things that I want. It's not taken away from anything that I'm doing in this household, but I'm recognizing that I'm a person. I was a person before I became your mother, before I became your wife, before I became whatever else I am. Yeah. So I'm going to walk in that individual identity and
0: just go after everything. Yeah, no, I I resonate with that so much, because I think when I started this, prior to this whole slaying self-doubt journey, um, you know, you doubt shows up in so many different ways, and as you, you know, you go through your journey, you go through your story, um, different things happen. When I became a mom, I was really focused on trying to do that right <laughs> if that makes right. sense and a lot of that had to do with the fact that you know my oldest son's father and I weren't to get we by the time my son got here we weren't mm-hmm. together um and so you had you know I already had this this uh sense of failure to him already you know right. just starting out as a mom and so then I felt like I had to over I don't know if it makes sense, but, it, and, and I'm sure someone else was there, but I had to, I felt like I had to overdo it as a mother right. because I wanted him not to feel like, he was missing out on anything you know what I'm saying so it was just like okay well I'm gonna make sure that this and so my focus just went straight to him and then when I had my you know my second son um it was a different feeling because now I'm having you know I had another kid and it's you know by a different person and so then I I don't want y'all to feel different you know so then I'm just trying to make sure that everybody feels the same then at the same time trying to navigate that relationship between you know baby fathers like hey listen this is the way this is going to work and Granted, you know, twelve years later, we are great. I, always, I, people have heard me say this plenty of times. We are a family of five, um, and we we co-parent excellent. Um, but it started; it, it didn't start out that way, right? right. It, but it really was is that I just really was like, I want this to be right. Then I became a wife. You know what I'm saying? Then once you become a wife, then you're like, okay, but I really want to be good at being a wife and, and also being a mom. And then how do you make sure that you balance those two things out? And then you lose yourself,
1: right? And that's the thing. And you're,
0: and you're gone. And then you like, well, where did I, how, how, first of all, how did I lose? I mean, gain these 47 pounds. How did I, my head, all of this stuff, you stressed out, you, and then you're working, right? And so you have all these components where I, I got to a point where I felt like I was giving so much of myself to everybody else trying to be like you said in the beginning wearing this mask trying to be everything and it just was like you know what i'm not i can't i can't do it and um i think i just had this moment of clarity where it just was it was really just a time where I just was like, okay, this is not going to work. I really have to figure something out. And my first step for me was I knew I needed to get out of my job. I didn't really know how I didn't know what the next step was, but I reached out to, um, I always mess up this acronym, but I'm gonna get, I'm just going to say, um, the em- employee assistance program. So, uh, yes, that's it. Um, and my job is something I got a a coach and, I talked to her for like two years and it really was just like, okay, what are you trying to do this? And I started to just take my life back little by little, like what? And then I, I started to ask for the things that I wanted. I had to tell my husband, I need to go to the gym period. (laughs) i gotta figure it out these are the days i'm gonna go can you are you able to get the kids can you do that because the other parts we feel guilt right when we ask people to do stuff it's like i don't want nobody to have to do nothing for my and i struggle with that like i don't ever want to have to ask nobody to do nothing for my kids i don't ever want to feel like i didn't i wasn't there and it was like it's okay to ask for help and on top of that it's their father like what why right. are you not asking them you know what I'm saying um and we take on that whole thing so I love the whole um idea of more than a mother do you want a daily reminder that we are on this journey together the Slain self Doubt apparel and accessory line is your everyday reminder that we are finding our fears and slaying them click the link in the show notes to start shopping today
1: Yeah, because, I mean, we take on a lot. And as you laid out all your roles, we're like, I'm making sure this person is this and that person has this and I'm overcompensating and what everybody be great. But it's like the one person we never mentioned is I need to make sure I'm great too. And like I said, we lose that identity. And then we wonder why things are kind of like hectic and crazy and all that. And it's like, we set the tone for our households, the moms, the woman, We're setting the tone for our households. So everyone's energy is going to feed off of ours. So that's one thing that when that guilt creeps up, when that doubt creeps up, when everything starts to creep up and you feel like you got to be doing X, Y, and Z for everybody and not putting yourself on your to-do list, I need moms, women to remember that you're setting the tone for your household. Mm -hmm. If you're miserable, everybody else is going to be miserable. Everybody is miserable. Everybody. (laughs) Because you do so much and you're so involved in everything. Like, it don't really matter if dad is miserable. Like, kids roll, everybody roll. But Yeah. If mom is miserable, then everybody is miserable. So I mean that's just something to keep in mind that yeah. if you feel that there are stress, tension, things going on, take a look at yourself and say, yeah. am I really fulfilling my needs? Am I feeling satisfied as a person? If not, then I mean really start to take those little steps, just to do that one thing that yeah. will bring you joy. And it doesn't have to be anything major, but just try to take back parts of your life. And I mean it will be an adjustment for all, because yeah. for my girls, for my kids. It was because I went from them being in dance and doing all this and my son being in sports mm-hmm. and everybody knowing everything. Then once I stopped and was like, no, I'm about to go out with my friends. or I'm about to do this. They're like, wait a minute, mom. You're supposed to be here. What's right, happening? Right. Where are you going? <laughs> right. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm not going with you. No, you're not going yeah. with me, But why? Yeah. And it's like, and I mean, it is. It was rough. It was an adjustment at first, but I mean, you're going to be a, by yourself because your kids are going to get older. They're yes. leave. So you're going to be yes. by yourself, by the grace of God, a lot longer than your kids are with you. So, I yeah. mean, you start liking yourself, figuring out the things you enjoy. Because, I mean, there never is a right time or a perfect time. The only time you have is now. So there's no need to wait yeah. for your kids to get older. Because, my son just finished his sophomore year in college. He's about Yay. to be a junior in college. And... They still won't need you. It just changes. So, right, it's in a different way. Yes, right. If you spend your life waiting for your kids to get older to start living your dreams and going after the things you want, you're gonna be waiting forever. So you might as well just start to take those baby steps and make those adjustments now, so that you can just feel more fulfilled as a person and as a woman.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking um, when you said that, two things popped into my mind. The first thing I thought of is that so like love, I gonna say like three years ago, my parents moved away. Um, they moved to Florida, so we live in Maryland. Um, and they, my mom was like, my dad was rushed to go. Okay, he was just like, I'm tired of the snow, the cold. I don't want it. I just want to go to Florida. My mother was struggling, and so we had a come conv- And I kept asking her. I was like, Mom, what is the problem? She's like, I don't want to. I want to make sure I'm here for y'all. I was like, You do know that we. We don't live there we have our own families we have our own husbands. like Ma, this is your time go live your life mm-hmm. it's okay and i had it was at, like when you say that you don't even realize like she she was just going to stay just in case right not necessarily right. that we, we didn't and i said in worst case scenario if i need to come live with you again i just moved to florida, florida right <laughs> <laughs> so like, just keep a room open, you know? And even when they went down there, she was like, okay, are we looking at these places? And she was getting ready to buy a house that had like three bedrooms, something for, like, so when y'all come, there's somebody, I was like, mom first of all, if we come, we may come once or twice a month. What is the likelihood that you're going to use the rest of them? Like, but she was, pl- she was still in right. mommy mode. Her, and so that one thing that's like, at some point in time, she had to let go. And it was like her actually having to move away to be able to say, okay, and she was just like, I heard you. You're right. That's way too much house. And I was like, if we come, we might come at the same time, but we'll make it work because guess what? We're staying and then we're leaving. We don't, don't they don't live might. there and so when I went to go visit her last year she was just like I'm so glad I did not buy that big old house cause you're right y'all only been down here once a year and I'm like it's not worth it you know what I'm saying like but right. I you know she whatever her mindset was she was still in mommy mode of like how can I how can I make space for my kids and make space for my grandkids and what if y'all need to come down?" it's like Mom, we would be even if all else failed I'm like you have created a foundation for us to be able to take care of ourselves so trust we We will be okay, but you need to live your life so right. that was the first thing that I was just like sometimes we figure it out too late in life that we are more than a mother, and we have to eventually do some things for ourselves. um The other thing that I thought of was um as you were talking about this, I'm still struggling with prioritizing. I know we hear the word i don't want to use the word balance right because yeah it's impossible. Like I, I feel like I've been trying for the last 12 years. It doesn't work. So how do you, how do you have any tips of being more than a mother? How do you prioritize all of that? Because on the one hand, you are still a mom, you know, right. for those of us who are married or in relationships, you're still a part of a relationship and you have to, you know, let that grow. Some of us are working full-time, you know, and so then if you're working full-time, you're still an employee, and if you're an entrepreneur, you're self-working, or you own your own business, whatever it is, How then you still need your friend, your sister, your daughter, you are, you know, I don't know what other the word could be, but, you know, you're everything, (laughs) everything, right? So how do we prioritize in a way that we're able to give and get? Want to connect with me before the next episode drops? Come follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Slaying Self-Doubt. I can't wait to meet you.
1: But one thing that I always tell people is to set boundaries. Mm. Because I don't think we, we expect people to read our minds and know what we want and know what we need
0: let me tell you if my husband was listening
1: <laughs> to you right now he'd be like go ahead LaJuan tell her <laughs> Girl, my husband look but here's the thing my husband would say the same thing see it's the thing. I can give the advice but a lot of times the advice I'm giving and the way I repeat it, it's cause LaJuan is hard headed too with control issues <sighs> so as much as I say it I need to hear it and oh internalize it so I can put it into practice but I'm getting better yeah
0: okay so we oh, both yeah. need to just re- re-listen to this podcast yes. over and over
1: again <laughs> Yeah, I say that. set some boundaries because I mean, really, it's about communication about boundaries. So you have to know what your boundaries are when it comes to your family, when it comes to work, your business, your outside life, all those things. I mean, you really have to get a clear idea and a clear picture of, okay, these are the things that I will allow. These are the things I won't allow. This is what I need. Mm -hmm. This is what's not going to work. And really like write it out in each area of your life because- once you have like that visual and that clear representation of these are all the things I'm doing mm-hmm. and I need to find a way to fit them all into my life. Yeah. Once you have that down and I like to use a plate. So it's called a what's your plate activity that I like to do with people oh, where I have them take a plate and write down everything that you have on your plate. So that's wow. all your roles and responsibilities, your duties. This is something I do with my clients and all that kind of thing. So what is all on your plate? And I don't think until we write stuff out on a plate and fill that whole plate up so it looks a mess, we don't realize all the things that we have going on. But I mean, once we have that plate from there, we can say, okay, this is what I have going on in this area, that area, X, Y, and Z. And then we set those boundaries around, okay, so for my family life, I need to do... I want to cut off work at such and such time mm-hmm. so that I can spend time with my husband, with my kids, whoever yeah. watching movies, have some quality time
0: Yeah.
1: for my business. I need to communicate or for work, I need to communicate to my kids that I have to do something for work during this amount of time. Uh, yeah. So I'm not available. Yeah, and I think that's the hardest time. You say because that guilt comes up because we yeah. think we're always supposed to be available. Yeah, and I mean, me sitting here doing this podcast interview, I'm surprised nobody's knocking on my door. Oh, so, I mean,
0: I, <laughs> so I mean, I've had a couple of <laughs> a couple. <laughs> I had to just put you on mute. It was like, just hurry up, go get there, you know, because you right. they, life still is still happening, it's still right? Happening, yeah, right.
1: and I'm surprised, like nobody knocked on the door because I I told them before I came in here I'm about to do an interview, but that hasn't stopped people before, so yeah. I'm a knock on wood. But it's just really being clear with what's going on because you can't expect your kids and your significant other to know that you're doing something for your business or work yeah. unless you tell them. So once yeah. you kind of get clear with those boundaries of I'm doing this between this time and this between that time. And then for my own internal self, I know that I need to shut off the business and the work at a certain time because I'm still a wife, I'm still a mom yeah. and they all have needs. I mean, once we start compartmentalize that, that kind of makes it easier. Yeah. And then another thing with the priorities is choosing like three things that you want to do a day. And that can be, in business, or in life. Choose mm. those top three things and focus on getting those things done. So then with your plate and everything being a mess, you won't feel like you're all over the place because you have, okay, I need to do X, Y, and Z today. One, two, three. Yeah. And I'm gonna knock these things out. I like to work toward with a timer so that I don't get too consumed in one thing. I can knock out these things, but yeah. work towards a timer or even have a cutoff time. Like I need to be done by 5 p.m. so I can cook dinner X, yeah. Y, and Z. So focus on three things that you don't feel so overwhelmed and you find that you get more things done because you're checking things off that long-term yeah. by pulling out those three priorities.
0: Those are really good. I like the hope. I like the plate idea. As you was talking, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go get one of the paper plates downstairs. and I'm Because yep. <laughs> one of the things that I, when you say that, like currently... All the things so someone else um a mentor of mine told me the same thing about my business. She was like, You gotta write it out if you don't write it out, then you can't see it right so currently, all over my house <laughs> is things written out about my business, but when you say the same thing about your your marriage or your relationship or your family, if you do the same thing so that you're able to see it, it's a daily reminder that those things are important too. I think that, you know, for me personally, I can say at this point, because I am really trying to grow this business and really I'm focused on it, that, Made, I made that a priority, you know what I'm saying. And right. then there are times where the kids do want to do something, and i have like, hold on, let me finish doing this. But I've already been doing this for six hours, right? So why can't I stop? Or then I'll try to. In most of it is my mind. It's like I will think of something. I'm like, oh, let me go do this right quick, um, as opposed to just like you said, putting it on a list for tomorrow. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna do that because I've realized that it definitely. Um, it makes me think about it when i see it because i'm i'm is i'm a very visual person so it's almost the other part is like you feel guilty about all areas you know what i mean like "Ah, i feel guilty about being a wife Ah, i feel guilty about being an entrepreneur Ah, i feel guilty about being a mom how do you make sure that you get all everything in without feeling that guilt and um those were great ideas. I I, I really appreciate yeah. that. I
1: mean, the guilt's always going to be there. It's always going to creep up, but it's just a matter of like the doubt is a lie, the guilt is a lie. Yeah. It's just realizing when that guilt creeps up, just knowing that, thinking about what have you done in all areas of your life, and I mean, really the priorities, the plate, those type of things cause you to be in, causes you to be intentional with your time yeah. and energy, so that you're seeing that representation, and you can go to bed at night saying, okay, yes, I did touch the areas of my life that needed to be touched that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, sometimes things will take priority over others. Yeah, absolutely. That's just natural. I mean, with building a business, you may have to put a lot of your energy into your business. But like you said, when you realize, okay, I've been doing this for six hours it's not going to hurt me to take a break right. for 20 minutes to yeah. get my kids attention. Right. Or some days your business may have to take a back row because your kids and everybody needs your attention. So right. I mean, it's constantly, I don't like calling it balancing either. Cause I don't like, cause I don't believe that traditional balances people think of it exists. Yeah, Right. And it's like that harmony and getting everything to flow in sync and smooth. And yeah. that's how I like to think of it. Yeah.
0: I think so. I heard somebody else. I went to a, um, a conference a couple of last year and, um, uh, um, a, I want to say a mom because she is a mother, but it was, um, but basically she was talking about this and she was saying you have to find your rhythm, right? right? And and I think everybody's rhythm looks different. You know what I mean? I think that's the other part. Like we, you know, I ask these questions to see like what work, you know, what what have you been doing? And you know, usually when we all talk about it, everybody says something different. I think that just being communication like you said and also consistency one of the things right. that i remember being when i was working i used to tell my husband "I was like, we need to be you know intentional about spending time together and we had this whole thing down like um all right, we're going to do date night on these days. The other thing I would also say is like putting it on the calendar because once it's on you, like I'm a person that if it's on my calendar, I'm going to do it because I'm going to remember and that means it's important, right? So if you don't put it on your calendar, then you're more likely to forget and then you're also more likely to not be consistent in it as well. Um, And I took that after the lady said it was like finding your own rhythm um, because then I realized I needed to, put things in its place because there's things that are on my calendar that's like, oh, I have to do this. I have to get this done. Like this podcast, you know, it, like, and also to what you were saying, communication, you know, I was like, okay, what do you have to do today? I was like, oh, I have a podcast at this time, whatever have you. And I have this, whatever have you. And then you just kind of know. And so then I'm able to say, okay, if I've done those things, I've completed my task for today. What more do I need to do? You know? Right. Um, but sometimes it's just that guilt of like, let me get one more thing done or thinking you're going to hurry up. And then 15 minutes, turn into five hours exactly. and you like, it's
1: midnight. Like how? <laughs> exactly. I've had many those nights. So yes, <laughs> I can so relate. Yes. Yeah.
0: yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and, um, letting us know that, you know, we, we, it is okay for us to be more than a mother. I think that, um, Like we talked, you know, throughout this whole thing that sometimes it's a struggle for us to even think that that's even possible. But I think showing, being able to uh, set the example and for people to be able to see it allows for people to be able to at least try it you know what I mean like and if it don't work for you and you just want to focus on being a mom right now then go right ahead and just do that you know it's no but for you know those of us that's like I want to be able to do that and also do this and also do that and and whatever else comes up you can do that too so how can people connect with you and I know you mentioned your, your podcast and your book so let us know where we can get all of that stuff.
1: All right. So you can find me on my website, lawanmoses.com. I am on social media platforms at Lawan Moses. You can also find my podcast at more than a mother podcast. And my book is available on my website and also at Amazon. And it's called rising above statistics, how to overcome obstacles and achieve success against all odds.
0: Nice. Thank you so much, Lawan. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Have a good one. You too. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, see ya.